Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get ready for the best hour of your grid day. You heard it here first. The best hour of your day on SportsGrid starts now. With your host, Kevin Walsh. One of the easy ones, Donnie, where you look at it and the complaint starts to be, how about not that that for more? You know what I mean? Like, and Donnie Wrightside. And I would like to see all the weight and anger and might of the NCAA slash Big Ten smash that program into smithereens for the next three years. On the SportsGrid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Yo! All right, solo mission today on a Wednesday afternoon. It's hump day here at the SportsGrid Network. This is Moneyline. I am Donnie Wrightside, and I got you for the next hour. We're going to hit a ton of hot topics overall, which does include, we'll start right here. Does anybody care about the in-season NBA tournament games? For myself, you guys know me. I'm always honest with you guys. When I don't watch something, I don't like something, or I like something, I tell you. And even if I miss something, I tell you I missed it, and oh well, and let's have some fun with it. The Indiana Pacers and the Milwaukee Bucks are going to play Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern, followed by a doubleheader game with the New Orleans Pelicans and Los Angeles Lakers as the late game. If you are the NBA, I think you are saying to yourself, yes. All right, one game we got Milwaukee, one game we got the Los Angeles Lakers. So what does that mean for us? That means a ratings bonanza if we can get the Bucks and the Lakers into the in-season tournament final. By the way, it's, I, it, this trips me up every time, too. Like I don't trip myself over saying the Super Bowl, the Stanley Cup, uh, the World Series, but I can't say in-season tournament for some reason. Like I just want to call it something different at that point. Every time I actually have to look at what the name of the tournament is, and it shouldn't be hard, but just saying in-season tournament somehow trips me up here. Now, there will be the NBA Cup, I guess, is the trophy that's going to be given out, and there's also going to be an MVP award that is given out. But for the I, I take myself and I take pride in this. I'm the common man. I will forever love the NFL, and it dominates my life from, you know, September 1st all the way through to the Super Bowl. Then comes up college basketball, which is God's gift to the earth. The final closing of college basketball season, right up to Selection Sunday and the NCAA tournament. But I don't care about college basketball for the first two months. Even when I had, you know, a, uh, my betting website up and going, I didn't bet college basketball till well into January because I just wanted to get, you know, enough seasonal statistics together against conference versus conference competition, and that doesn't start till January. And college basketball, start this off by saying they do a great job. Like, if you love college basketball, you got to be enjoying this November and December run. It's big game after big game. But I just don't care. It does not move the needle one iota for me. You had the Jimmy V Classic with a banger doubleheader. I didn't even check one time. I didn't work last night and didn't even turn my TV on to make sure I saw what the score was. Looked at it this morning. Oh, look at that. Here's the, t- the statistics behind it. Okay, looks good. Fantastic. Let's move on. I'm the same way with the NBA. And I know I can't be the only one out there. But again, I'm the common casual NBA fan. I like the Philadelphia 76ers. Outside of that... I'm not tracking down any other team to watch. And quite frankly, I barely watch Sixers games to start the season. I'll catch up with them later when things start to round into form. Which is why I asked the question on the in-season tournament, are you guys enjoying it? If you are an NBA guy, yeah, you're probably really enjoying this. And that's great. The NBA is supposed to take care of its core fan base. But for me, if the design was for the NBA in-season tournament to bring in new individuals, it's not doing that. 
because I haven't turned into one of these basketball games and watched and said, ooh, this is going to be interesting. And quite frankly, they made it ridiculously hard to actually get your head wrapped around it with the, I don't know, astrophysicist degree you need to actually figure out who's supposed to win what and what is needed at this point. In the future, the NBA is going to fix that and work that out. But we got a Final Four on Thursday night. Are you guys excited for it? Does it mean more? Will you be watching this weekend's game in Las Vegas for the championship if it's the Bucks and the Lakers? I'm sure most people will tune in. And by the way, it's at a perfect time. There's nothing going on in college football this weekend. Don't give me Army-Navy and the what over-under a 12 for that football game. The Army-Navy pageantry is fun. I might flip it on for a couple minutes and watch, but I could care less about that game. So the NBA did pick a really good point in the season to have that championship quote-unquote weekend as we call it. But I look at these two games, and they are intriguing. But again, I won't be watching at all for either one of these. Maybe it changes in the future, but then brings together the point. The NBA is not going to change, and we know that. But you can't tell me I'm just being a hater when I say, start the NBA season on Christmas Day. Run the NBA all the way through the summer. I love Major League Baseball, but everybody gets bored of Major League Baseball. If you had NBA action in July and August, fantastic. Imagine the playoffs in the summer for the NBA. Oh, my gosh, how much fun that would be. Start the NBA in December. We'd have so much more fun here. And most of us, including myself, would pay way more attention. Same thing with college basketball. But college basketball isn't going to run all the way into June and July. We understand that. So you have to live with that. But again, I love college basketball late February. The March conference tournaments are sensational. Maybe even better for me than the NCAA tournament, if that makes sense. Because I love it. You get like versus like competition with a ticket to the tournament on the line in most cases. It's great to watch. But I wonder what they do in the in-season tournament in the future here. Do they spice it up by adding more teams into the in-season tournament? And I say this. you got to make some changes here to get the casual fan involved to make it easier for them. And I know it's not, hey, look, uh, anytime you see a whack court on their screen, that means it's a tournament game. Anytime you see a stupid uniform that these NBA teams are wearing, that means it's a tournament game. No, we don't want that. I'm telling you right now, Adam Silver... If you could call me right now, and we could break some bread, you know, split a pizza, talk about what's going on in the NBA, I promise you right now, if you want the casual fan involved, you will shut the NBA down for a week and a half. No games, as they say, go on right now, right? You take every single team to Las Vegas in a single elimination knockout tournament that you will be drawing just like it's Selection Sunday on 1 through 30. I think there's 30 teams in the NBA. I don't need, I'm not even caught up the date on that. Let's just say 1 through 30, right? Do you know how many people would watch that? If you had day number one as if it was the NCAA tournament with like 15 games at multiple arenas in Las Vegas, it would be phenomenal. And no, you don't have to close your NBA season down for three weeks to do it. Seven or eight days. Have them play an NCAA-style tournament with a winner when we will know immediately. You can have, bra- you can have brackets for this. Office brackets, the same way you would for the NCAA tournament. Who's going to win? Who's going to advance? It would be sensational. And I promise you, it would make way more money than this in-season tournament that you're putting on now. Vegas is the perfect spot for that. What, have five or six legitimate arenas that you can use? Whether it's T-Mobile, Thomas & Mack, or any one of those large casinos where you see the like the WCC play their conference tournament, the Pac-12 plays their conference tournament out there. A lot of teams do that. It would be awesome. Get the casual fan involved. Shut the league down for eight days and have a massive tournament just like college basketball. You'd make so much money and the fans would buy that up in a heartbeat. We'll see if it happens in the future. Probably not. But we got a lot to get to, which includes the hot stove. Juan Soto on the move? Where is he going? Come on back and find out. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
we got another day of NBA action. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every night a watch party only on FanDuel. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh, yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. On the move on the hot stove. We're waiting for Otani. And by the way, I don't know if it's a legitimate, you know... I don't want to say profile is the right word, or legitimate account, I guess, of what's going on. But Otani saying he's going to make his decision by the end of this weekend, which is good. Shouldn't be sooner than later. Let's get this in the door. Let's see where he's going. Would it be Toronto? Would it be the Dodgers? Money gift. The reason why it hasn't been locked up yet is because money's the end-all be-all. He might say, like, hey, man, I really want to stay with the Los Ange- or stay in Los Angeles with the Dodgers. But then again, if you're looking and saying to yourself, oh, well, all right, let's do that. It's up to your agent to squeeze as much money out of the situation as absolute possible. But as we wait on the sea where Shohei Otani is going, it looks like Juan Soto is on the move to the New York Yankees for a bunch of prospects. And I say this right now, Juan Soto hasn't been signed yet. This is not a rental for the New York Yankees if they get Juan Soto. They'll open up the checkbook, they'll pay him a couple hundred million dollars at the end of the year. They're not going to trade for the guy a couple prospects and give him away. Michael King and Drew Thorpe. Uh, looks like are the main ingredients for Juan Soto. Maybe they're trying to figure out some of the details on some guys behind that. But that's that's nothing. That's nothing. Juan Soto is a lock, sure lock, Hall of Fame baseball player that you're getting for a couple of prospects. You do that every single time in every single organization that's actually trying to win. Prospects mean nothing in Major League Baseball. Do some of them come up and be great here? Of course they do. But for every great baseball player that is a top prospect, I'll show you 100 that are absolute failures and barely major league players. Anytime you have a chance to improve your roster by giving away an unproven commodity, you give it away every single time. In major league baseball, there is no salary cap. So if you try to equate it to NFL, you really can't do that. Now I say the rich owners do circumvent that salary cap, but there is a cap in football. So that's why you need young talent and young players to come up through your system because through the arbitration process, they don't cost any money typically for the first couple years. But the New York Yankees should not be worried about that with their war chest. So them going out and saying, okay, we're going to trade a couple prospects here for Juan Soto. Then we'll pay him $375 million at the end of the year. That's what you do. Juan Soto is perfect. Perfect for Yankee Stadium. Short porch in right field. He should just be slapping that ball to the ballpark nonstop. And also, we love the fact that Juan Soto loves to walk. More people on base for more runs and a chance at a three-run home run. So if that trade does go down here, it takes them out of the Otani market, which they were never in. And by the way, I brought this up on the morning show. This is really interesting. If you would have told me a year ago, that Shohei Otani is going to hit the open market. You'd say, who are the suitors for him? West Coast team's probably right to start. Seattle Seahawks. Seattle Seahawks. See, I'm already at football at this point here. Uh, Seattle Mariners, San Francisco Giants, and also the Los Angeles Dodgers. Likes to be in that L.A. market. Uh, big Asian population on the West Coast feels comfortable. Faster flight back over to Asia. It's simple. 
But the fact that the Yankees and the Mets were not even in the bidding process on Shohei Otani is quite hilarious here because I never, ever would have believed that here. Let's get to the phone lines. They're popping today on a Wednesday. That telephone number, as you know, 844-843-6879. Flash calling in from Houston. What's up, Flash? Hey, DRS. Uh, you're my hero, bro, for standing up with a, with a real take on this playoff situation. The... Uh, <laughs> There, there's people on other networks, and even even somebody on your network is even using the Bama fourth and 31 as validation that they shouldn't be in the game. All right, as somebody that's been to every Alabama-Auburn game since they've been playing down there, I can tell you, dude, it's nothing to do with anything else that happens. Auburn plays seven points better than their power rating when we play them down there. But that's not even my point. My point is... It should never have been 4th and 31. The Auburn linebacker came up and clapped his hand, simulating the snap, and that's why the center snapped the ball past Milrow. The SEC acknowledged that the referee should have called a foul. The referees acknowledged that they missed it, but it doesn't matter. It happened. They also acknowledged that the three men in motion, uh, is this a news break that when three men are moving at the same time, it's a penalty? They called offsides on Alabama. Two of the guys were in a three-point stance, and all three of them jumped up at one time. You think the defensive line is not going to react? Yeah, so they acknowledged they blew that one, too. So anybody using that pathetic take when they should be saying, wow, we got a quarterback here that can convert fourth and 31. By the way, he outdid two as fourth and 26 in the national championship game. So I appreciate it. And also you brought up another good point about Florida State. And you, mm-hmm. you said 30 penalties. It was actually 18 penalties for 131 <laughs> yards. like it. Boston College. <laughs> yeah, Boston College was beating Florida State 29 to, like, uh, 15 or something like that in the fourth quarter. And had it not been for Boston College fumbling and a scoop and score, Florida State does not even win that game, and we're not having this ridiculous conversation. Also, if they don't get a scoop and score when Clemson dropped the ball, they wouldn't have beat them. And, however, my opinion is – those were facts. This is my opinion. If Clemson would have been playing Florida State Saturday night, Florida State would have got it mm-hmm. Your take, sir. Yeah, we sound the same. Thank you for taking yep, my call. We sound – Thanks, Flash. Thanks for the call. We sound like we're, we're, we're identical in that. And by the way, I did forget because I always remember the Boston College game. But there was a, even, like, they were stopping Florida State on the last play. And then Florida State said, okay, we're just going to run the football and punt it back. And they grabbed the guy's face mask out of nowhere, which ended the football game. So that was wild. But also, Flash is right on that because so many times we tend to just look at other teams' warts, if you will. Florida State had a lot of close calls this year against bad football teams. That That is absolutely true. But also, bringing back that Iron Bowl game, which again always, it's so, I watch it every single year I don't care what the records are, it's big time football the same way I tell people, when I watch the SEC, and I'm not even SEC, like I don't, I'm not a fan of a team in the SEC when the SEC championship game comes on on that Saturday afternoon, it feels like the Super Bowl, you feel like you're watching the two best teams in college football and whatever happens after, happens after, but it means more, as I like to say in the SEC but to get back to that Iron Bowl play I, like it did slip my mind for a while, the play where three guys were in motion. The fact of the matter is it wasn't three guys were in motion at once. Like we've seen like crazy shifts before and that's legal. But the fact that they had a guy go in motion and then a double tight end set go in motion right behind him after he left and they called the defensive penalty was wild to me. Like I never saw that in my life. It was like, man, that's got to be the easiest illegal formation I've ever seen. And they caught it offsides on the defense was, was absolutely incredible at that point. So yeah. And the, the college football playoff is going to burn for a long time. But again, be a common man out there. If you like Florida State, you got to remove yourself from the equation. And if you're a hater of Florida State, which, look, I like Miami. I'm not a hater of Florida State. And I've said this many times. Jordan Travis is healthy. They make the college football playoff over Alabama. They do. And keep in mind this as well. They were probably going to make the college football playoff if they had a heartbeat at quarterback for the final two weeks. Rodemaker is terrible against that horrendous Florida defense. Then you had Glenn come in, and it looked like you might as well just had a running back play the entire game because he was bad. The old Cardell Jones argument that I brought up on the early line this morning, it's simple. Well, Donnie, 
Uh, you had an injury on Ohio State and Cardell Jones played. Yeah, Cardell Jones in his first game threw for 257 and three touchdowns in a blowout. Let me tell you this right now. Tate Rodemaker goes wire to wire against Florida and smokes them by 30. They're probably in the playoff, even with that terrible ACC game that they played here. Just wild at that point here. And JP, you told me 10. Is that 10, 10 seconds or 10 minutes right there? <laughs> well, we could go all day, baby. But yeah, I am really hot still in the college football playoff. They absolutely nailed it. We're all going to enjoy it. You just had to watch the first half of the ACC championship game to realize Florida State didn't include it. And by the way, you guys follow me on Twitter. I said this multiple times. What are you mad at, Florida State? You're playing George in the Orange Bowl. Bowl season, baby. You can get angry and take it all out on Georgia. But just let the rest of the country enjoy the college football playoff. It's going to be sensational. Bama, Michigan, Rose Bowl, New Year's Day. What? Sign me up. We'll be right back and have much, much more fun right here on Moneyline. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Moneyline with Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wrightside. It's your boy Donnie Wrightside here, Solo Mission, Wednesday afternoon right here on the Sports Grid Network. A ton of hot topics to get through. By the way, we were talking for a second there on the hot stove, right? Juan Soto looks like he's going to be a Yankee. We'll find out where Otani's going this weekend. But something came up here. You guys know I'm a Philadelphia Phillies fan. Love Bryce Harper, love the team. Came up a little bit short this year, but they give me endless fun throughout the summer. And sometimes that's all you can ask for. Bryce Harper, though, who has, I don't need like, this is why baseball is like a different planet than everybody else and what they're on. Bryce Harper has eight years left on his contract. Do you know Scott Boris brought up to the Philadelphia Phillies and is making news now? He wants an extension. <laughs> yes. You hear me? He wants an extension. He has eight years left. He said he wants to be a Philly for life. Now, keep in mind. That eight years remaining on his contract takes him to 38 years old. Why are we worried about an extension at this point here? He's, he's already a Philadelphia Philly for life at this point with years and money. He's got eight left. I'm not even saying Bryce Harper can't be serviceable as a 39-year-old DH if you need him. But the price point, like, you know what the Phillies should do? Be like, okay, so he wants an extension. They go, okay. What's he got left on his contract? Let's just say $250 million. We'll throw in an extra three years, but we'll keep the dollars the same. There's your extension. You can hang out, be a Major League Baseball player, have some fun, and get after it there. Like, what? Come on now. Like, we love Bryce Harper in Philadelphia. But what is the point of having a guy that's under contract for eight more years as a Major League Baseball player and him saying, you know what, I'd be more confident if we had a long-term deal in place. More than eight years. Absolutely incredible stuff. Let's get back to the phone lines here. 844-843-6879. The Moose is loose on a Wednesday right here on the Sports Grid Network. What's good, Moose? i tell you what, DRS, uh, just listening to you and Harper asking for eight more years, that's absolutely insane. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, I mean, it boils down to nothing but greed. I mean, look at Otani. I mean, they should have traded Otani when they had him in his prime before he got hurt. I wonder how much his, mm-hmm. uh, his value is, is, is going down uh, since he uh, suffered that injury. I mean, what's going to happen in eight years to Harper if he gets hurt like that? 
Look at Deshaun Watson. And, and speaking of Deshaun Watson, you know, watching that game and watching the Bengals game, two things stuck out to me. Okay, Joe Burrow was on the sidelines with his arm in a cast or post-surgery. Deshaun was sitting in the stands with his traveling masseuse. Okay, I mean, come on. Where does that lie? I mean, that, I, I you know, uh, it's just, it's getting out of hand. But Secondly, I want to thank you. I was listening to your uh, recommendations, you and Ben. Um, I took mm-hmm. a line eye last night and a, and a parlay nice. with UConn and UConn over. Mm-hmm. Uh, it paid off very nice. It paid off very yeah, nice. I just want to ask you, DRS, Donnie, I got to ask you a question. Okay, everybody's up in arms about Florida. Uh, not making the the, the final four. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to throw this yeah. out there. So it, it sounds like that they're basing it all because of the lack of the quality at the quarterback position. But now you're getting mm-hmm. all of these teams and your players entering the portal. I mean, what is that going to do to the playoffs? Or, or I mean, so, I mean, Look what's going on with that. So you would mean to tell me that, like, the Buckeyes, they're losing three or four games of the portal, or three or four guys. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. a diehard Buckeyes fan. I'm, I'm putting my money on Mizzou. I mean, so how can they base that, okay, through an injury? Now you have these quality uh, top four, five, six teams, and their players are going to probably enter the portal. So you're losing your, your quality players at the position. It makes no sense to me. I mean, everything's getting so politicized, and it's just taking the fun out of sports. So, I don't know, mm-hmm. DRS. It, uh, you know, it's it, it's kind of mind-boggling. But um, it is mind-boggling there. By the way, Moose, I was meant to ask him too. Maybe JPS won't hold just as a joke. Like we talk about the Bryce Harper deal, where it's like, hey, I want, I got eight years left on my extension. If Moose ever had a good detective on the force out there, it's like, you know what? I want an extension here before I go out and make my next arrest or break down my next murder or do whatever. There, one of the like baseball lives and sports lives on a different planet here of getting extensions when you have a multi-year contract or even a day-to-day contract. At that point, it's pretty wild. Certainly, how it does break down. But getting back to Moose's point here, like if we're really checking in and saying, what is the deal with college football? We can't have our cake and eat it, too, if that makes sense. Now, I've always been a proponent, and I come from a 1990s Division Three football team where I had to pay to go to school to play football. So I'm in a different category of what the players today get. And I know there's not a comparison, but I'm just bringing up certain, like, you know, tendencies, right? Because it was always with college football. You can't get a job outside of that, and you knew it. You get a stipend each month of a couple hundred bucks so you can live, but you get full tuition payment, full room and board. You graduate college. It's the greatest gift you can have, getting out of school debt-free. I had debt. I had to pay it off and paid my loan off there about maybe, I wouldn't say me, let's just say a few years out. Bought a house, sold that house, got a nice profit from that house, paid off my student debt. So I know what it means to have student debt and pay it off and make the right decisions and also getting my parents to give me 20 bucks when they would come up on a football weekend and it felt like I was a millionaire for the next month and how long you would be able to stretch 20 bucks in the 1990s here. But having said that, I don't mind the players so much even getting paid. I was against it because I knew what college football was actually about. Done, it's not fair, it's a capitalist market, you know, this, that, and the other. Well, I also come from the old school that goes, if you're a college football player, you go play college football, do you know what? You understand perfectly what you just got yourself into here. You can't accept money. You can't work. You get your stipend. You go to school. Then you graduate into the professional ranks if you're good enough and you make your money. That's what it used to be here. So it wasn't any, hey, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like You didn't have to go to college. If you are a superstar college football player and you weren't able to go to the draft until your third year of college, you can sit out two years. Jadavion Clowney, he could have sat out. There's nobody forcing him to play. You can get a trainer, hire an agent, work out on the side, and be fine. Same thing with a college football player or a, guy, a high school football player. Let's just say the number one overall recruit in the country goes, I wasn't going, I'm not going to college. I'm just going to stay home, throw passes with my trainer, work out with different wide receivers, and in three years I'm going to go pro because I don't want to be used in a abused by the system here. You don't have to go to college. But having said that, that's obsolete now. These guys are getting paid. 
So what I'm talking about here for that is the transfer portal, not the payments to the players, is the ruination of college sports as we know it. Now, if you were out there, I, again, felt like I was in the minority. The players shouldn't be getting paid. It's what college is. It's amateur athletics. You don't have to go. You understand the rules. You can go pro and just wait it out here. But I understand I was in the minority there. But if you wanted the players to get paid, this is the byproduct of that. It's a true free agent system. And as Moose called in and talked about here, which I thought was very good, Ohio State, I saw the list, five stars and four stars up for grabs here. And by the way, if you're a five-star or four-star athlete and you're a good football player, you should be in the transfer portal every single year. Let's just say you go to, and I guess we can use probably Quinn Ewers as one of those players to look at. And perfect to use him because he did go to Ohio State, collected a million-dollar check, never played, and bounced to Texas for a better opportunity. That's his right. That's the new college football market. So let's just say you were Caleb Williams, right? And you were coming in, let's use him as a freshman at Oklahoma. He should have hit the portal immediately after his freshman year and asked for more money. Go to USC. Then if you have a good year and you're not ready to go pro yet, hit the portal again and try to get double the amount you got from USC for somewhere else. That's the world we live in now. But the fact of the matter is the transfer portal, if it was still here, and let's just say, Don, it's not fair to keep a kid there. Keep the old rules in place. You can transfer as many times as you want. But every time you transfer, you will sit out a full year. A full year just like it used to be. Why do you think kids didn't want to transfer all that much in the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s? Because you told them, I don't like it here. Cool, you can leave, but you're not playing football next year either. Oh, you know what? I'll stick it out and try my best, coach. Seems like a better approach at that point. But again, if you were one of those people that sat back and said to yourself, you know what? These kids should get paid and let's open up the true free agency. You must love this system. You can't hate it because you asked for it. Let's get to the phone lines here. 844-843-6879. Jordan from Phoenix. Rallying the Valley. Come on. We should have beat the Lakers last night, Jordan. What happened? Oh, man. We should have beat the Lakers. I had Devin Booker over points, assists, and rebounds, too. too man. So I woke up oh, to, come a, on. to an L on that. But, uh, Johnny, <laughs> oh, Tony, man, you think he's uh, – I don't know if I'm sure you read the report where he, he wants to go to a team that's not leaking any information. So I, I guess oh I've, I haven't heard the, you, you know, the Giants are kind of behind the scenes, but I haven't heard anyone from the San Francisco mm-hmm. Giants drop any info. So I'm kind of, that's my sleeper <laughs> team for Otani. I think he's going to go out there. And then uh, uh, tonight for some hockey, I got to, I'm going to take the Vegas Knights. They've lost like the last mm-hmm. couple games, and I'm going to take the Tampa Bay Lightning. I'm going to parlay those two together. Cash those tickets, man. I like it. And by the yeah, way, and then, real uh, quick on that. I, I hate to bring it up. I know Sunday I'll yeah. be seeing you uh, in the playoffs. So just uh, just know that Philly Niners and <laughs> the championship game is happening. It's happening. Let's so see. you have a good day, Johnny. Let's do it again in Philly. Man, best show on the grid. You got it, brother. Good luck out there. Yeah, let's hopefully that's back in Philadelphia. But by the way, as Jordan brought up there, the very first team I was asked about who I thought would be a great spot for Shoya to go to, this is even before the season ended. I always said San Francisco made the most sense. Huge market, West Coast, willing to pay, doesn't have to move all that much here and stays out there. It's a wonder that they're not in on it, but it's kind of funny. We'll talk a little bit of Otani after the break here as well. Don't go anywhere. It's Moneyline right here on the Sports Grid Network, Series XM Channel 159. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Yes. Another nice segment here right on Money Line on a Wednesday afternoon. By the way, pictures coming from Jacksonville showing a press conference today where superstar quarterback Trevor Lawrence showing up. No cast, no problem, no ankle issues here that we're worried about here for him. So maybe he could be starting this weekend as we line it up against the Cleveland Browns. Something to keep an eye on. But as we do that, let's get back to the phone lines. 844-843-6879. Jay from Pennsylvania in the house. What's up, Jay? Oh, he dropped off. He's probably listening now. Like, you know what? We're ready to fire on that at this point. What's going on? All right, Jay, if you're listening, call back in. We'll bring you right up here on the line. But I did want to talk some NFL action. Or could we say, what type of NFL action are we actually getting here? Because Thursday night football. Hear me out on this again. Because it's dropping every day. This is a total that opened up at 35 This is a total that's continuously dropping for Thursday Night Football, New England Patriots, Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a number that we now have listed at 29 and a half. You heard that correctly. 29 and a half is the total for an NFL football game. And as I was just looking back, I saw some tweets out there. Could be the lowest total since at least 1993. When I guess I don't even know where the tracking process would be behind that. How does that happen? And also, if you thought I was crazy talking about 29 and a half as a total, Jacksonville, Cleveland, 30 and a half as a total. It's an epidemic out here, people. We can't play offense anymore, apparently, in the NFL. C.J. Beathard, Joe Flacco, Bailey Zappi, Mitchell Trubisky. Are you kidding me here? This is the best of the best that we're offering out to these markets? It's outrageous that that's going on right now. Unbelievably outrageous. But having said that, you know what I want to look at now? Because I have a couple different ways to get some of these numbers. Let me just hit the refresh button. Because we will talk about this game much, much more tomorrow. But this is the way the evolution of our week goes, right? We do pro football today. Sunday afternoon, Monday night, and Thursday night. And usually you're looking ahead, right? Because every once in a while you get a really good football game that you're excited for. We weren't all that excited for Jacksonville and Cincinnati. But on Monday morning when I really started to take a look at that game closer, I said, you know what? We might have some opportunities in this game. You guys know me. My favorite play in that entire game was an over on a quarterback that had a number of 216.5. That was Jake Browning of the Cincinnati Bengals. Easily went over that. I was close to a perfect night if I just could have gotten Calvin Ridley to get over 50 yards, which he caught a pass for 40-plus. That was called back. So it was a little bit of a tough beat on that one. But you live and you learn on those. You win some of those, you lose some of those. It's not that big of a deal. But when I try to take a look at some of these prop bets that are going to be you know, exposed, I should say, on Thursday night, running back position, Jalen Warren, 42-and-a-half. For the Pittsburgh Steelers. Najee Harris, 59 and a half. 57 and a half's out there. Like there's diff- differentiating markets, but we're just starting to get some of these numbers come in. Ezekiel Elliott of the New England Patriots, 58 and a half. He's probably going to get the ball 58 times in this football game. That's what it feels like. But that's not really where we want to focus ourselves here. Let me see if I can find some passing yards in this game. And here we go. I got him. Bailey Zappi, I think I actually nailed this early in the week. I was just throwing it out to like, what's these numbers going to be? 156 and a half at some outlets. I'm seeing FanDuel at 154 and a half. I'm seeing Unibet at 149 and a half. Outrageous. Weather conditions, 40 degrees, no rain, five mile an hour winds. As good as you can get in December on a night game in Pittsburgh. Mitchell Trubisky, 181 and a half is what I'm looking at here. Let me just slide it to see if we have anything more on here. 181s. Looks like 180 and a half is the lowest number at FanDuel. So you got 149s on Zappy, 180s on Trubisky. Now, my question here is you see that with Zappy and you say, well, that's got to come in here. But is this going to be a Bill Belichick game that we saw a few years back where Mac Jones threw three passes against the Buffalo Bills? Because I have a feeling we are just lining up right now and saying to ourselves, this is going to be a game where each one of the running backs are going to get a ton of carries. Split 35 carries between Warren, 
and Najee Harris. And then maybe you get 35 carries alone here out of Ezekiel Elliott. Just let him eat out here. But also, let's take a look with some of these record numbers. We've never seen a total this low. So that means there's going to be no offense out here. Look at the wide receiver numbers. I should have said not wide receiver numbers, just the receiving yards that are posted. I'll just use FanDuel so we won't just go back and forth on a million different numbers here. Jalen Warren is 15 and a half. Pat Fryermuth, 27 and a half. Allen Robinson, 11 and a half. Deontay Johnson, 43 and a half. George Pickens, 40 and a half. Look at that. It's unbelievable. Like, I don't actually, I don't even see any numbers here coming up, quite frankly, for the New England Patriots. And my question would be is, do they even have any wideouts for this football game? Let me just go directly to the app just to get a double check on that one. Because it looks like we're only getting Steelers end of the equation. And it looks like in most parts that's all we're getting there. Yeah. Jalen Warren, George Pickens, Frymouth, and Johnson. So we'll wait probably till tomorrow morning to get some of those numbers. But that's how astronomically low we're actually getting. When you're talking about leading receivers, just over 40 yards which I don't even know what you set some of these guys for the New England Patriots out for. What a game. We'll go over that tomorrow, but I'm pretty sure by the time I wake up tomorrow morning and look at this football game, guys, I'm going to be all fired up. Like, we're going to have some 30%, 40%. Actually, they don't give any 40%. 30% profit boosts, 50% profit boosts out there. You know I'm looking at you, Bet365. Give me a 50 for tomorrow night's game. I'll alt that thing down where we have Allen Robinson at three yards, which means one catch. Now, I know it's not possible for that to happen. But you can alt George Pickens down to 25 and Deontay Johnson down to 25. And by the way, is anybody bold enough to take any prop bets outside of Ezekiel Elliott for the New England Patriots? Something to keep an eye on. But also, as I just teased coming out of the break, the Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence, they say he has a high ankle sprain. But I don't even know what that's actually about. Because usually a high ankle sprain is going to knock you out for multiple weeks. Now, we have seen quarterbacks come back and play on those quicker than usual. But Trevor Lawrence being mobile in the pocket against a very good pass rush this week, that's going to be a key ingredient. And if he can't move or protect himself, that's not going to help the Jacksonville Jaguars. Currently, that line sits at three and three and a half, depending on where you're shopping at. And yes, we set an ultra low total of 30 and a half. C.J. Beathard, who saw come in the football game for the Jacksonville Jaguars after Lawrence hurt his ankle and promptly hurt himself on a play where he ran up the middle and fumbled the football, jacking up what looked like his shoulder. Which means that I believe I was talking to Davis Maddock today on the early line, Nathan Rourke, former Ohio Bobcat. You're not out there, Moose? Yeah, former Ohio Bobcat might be able to step into this. So we'll see. There's a long way to go in that. But there are some real key games this weekend. And one I just want to spend a minute on, which I'm intrigued by here, and the line continues to drop, and I'm thinking rightfully so. Shouldn't the Buffalo Bills be able to beat the Kansas City Chiefs this weekend? Kansas City Chiefs with a bad loss Sunday night football in Green Bay. Shouldn't have lost that game. Lost by, what, eight points, I believe, was the final. 40 degrees, no rain, five-mile-an-hour winds. Josh Allen was sensational against the Philadelphia Eagles in a loss in overtime. It wasn't his fault they lost. It was the defense's fault. They couldn't stop the Eagles when they needed to. Josh Allen completes that pass to in the end zone to Gabe Davis, where they weren't guessing on which way to go, and they walk away with the win. You're feeling a lot better about the Buffalo Bills. But now we're entering into must-win territory. I still say this, right? I do. If we look at the Buffalo Bills, I think they can afford a split between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Dallas Cowboys and still get in the playoffs. There's a log jam out there in the AFC. But I'll tell you what didn't help the cause. The Cincinnati Bengals going out there and beating the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's one of the teams you're fighting with. Now you're taking a look here, which could make it real interesting if the Jacksonville Jaguars take a loss to the Cleveland Browns. But you probably would like to see the Browns lose as opposed to the Jacksonville Jaguars if you are the Bills. That total's listed at 48 and a half. I think the Buffalo Bills do win that football game. I really do. As I told you again, I think they have to beat at least one of the next two football teams in the Dallas Cowboys and also the Kansas City Chiefs. This line opened at three, down to one and a half, a lot of outlets here, and I'm trusting the Buffalo Bills. And also, news coming out of Buffalo, not Buffalo Bills, excuse me, the Kansas City Chiefs camp is that Isaiah Pacheco missed today's practice with a shoulder injury. That dude was dominant last week, and they still lost, which is certainly an indictment on that game itself. 
The Chiefs shouldn't have a running back at over 100 yards and take losses. That's supposed to mean they blew a team out because everything was working. But that's certainly an eye to keep on. Also, Sunday night football. we got some pretty good games, by the way, in every window. That Baltimore Ravens-Los Angeles Rams game actually turned into an interesting one. The Rams look like they got some things cooking. Now, do we think Cooper Cup is 100%? No, he's not. Puka Nakua left last week, banged up injury. We'll see if he goes. Those are big, big time injuries here. But Baltimore should be rested and ready in that game. They're favored, by the way, at the FanDuel Sportsbook at over a touchdown at 7.5. That's a key number. Most outlets out there are reporting back sevens, but that's a game I have an eye on. But also keep in mind this week when you're betting, guys. Sometimes like the fire early in the week, and I get that. There's a lot of places that we are worried about weather conditions now. And it looks like we're dropping down a little bit, which is good. Jacksonville and Cleveland, that line is really low. But we had 15, 16-mile-an-hour winds posted yesterday. We're down to 12 and 13. Still no slouch here. Colder conditions, but no rain in the forecast. We need that to stay low. Rams and the Baltimore Ravens this weekend popping up there. A drizzle and rain expected all throughout the game. Precipitation at 50% and winds around 10 miles an hour. That could be a big difference. The ground game, Kyron Williams of the Los Angeles Rams. Lamar Jackson of the Baltimore Ravens. Maybe that makes a big difference there. Also, one of those lines that really caught my attention... The Detroit Lions and the Chicago Bears. That line opened up at four and a half points. It's down to three across the board. You sort of scratch your head at that. Like, I know the Chicago Bears are playing better football. I'm not downing them here. But the Detroit Lions are a better football team than Chicago. And what gives in that situation? 33 degrees, 10-mile-an-hour winds, but no precipitation. Really, really cold. Really cold. So that's something to keep an eye on. 46.5 total drops down to 42.5. Just let Chicago Bears quarterback Justin Fields spin. Last game, he was spinning, but that offense wasn't doing all that much. They didn't score a touchdown against the Minnesota Vikings in that game. But that's one I want to keep an eye on, no doubt about. Jameis Winston looked like he's going to return to action this week with the New Orleans Saints against the Carolina Panthers. Five and a half point number, 37 and a half as a total in that game. Other interesting games, which maybe you didn't think would be so interesting. The Indianapolis Colts and the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. And by the way, is it a law? Is there a law in the books that says that the Colts have to be a favorite, but if they are, you just put them at like one and a half? Like, there's no threes. It's always a one-and-a-half-point favorite for Indianapolis. Going on the road to take on Cincinnati, who looks sensational on offense on Monday night versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Total listed at 42-and-a-half. Now, we just told you about conditions in the area. 10-mile-an-hour winds, 37 degrees, no rain. Keep an eye on those conditions on winds because they're dipping down a little bit, which is good. And I hope they dip down even more. One more game I want to take a quick peek at here at the, at the end of this show, which is next segment. Eagles and the Cowboys. Now, JP, the NBA's in full swing tonight. Let's see what JP's got to say about who's winning tonight. How about that? It's Moneyline right here on a Wednesday. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, final segment of the day. Sounds like a party right now in the background. A little debarge? Yeah, can't go wrong with that. Let's end this in style tonight because I did want to talk briefly here on the Philadelphia Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. I thought the Philadelphia Eagles would lose one of the two games between the 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. The game I actually thought they would win was actually the Dallas Cowboys game. Now that they had actually lost 
to the 49ers. This is going to be a tough boat here for the Philadelphia Eagles going up against Dallas. Rested again, home for three straight weeks, and also off that rest advantage, similar to what we just saw with the 49ers. We'll see what happens with the Eagles. Shaq Leonard's in town. He's going to get jersey number 50 here to wear. Now, I don't know necessarily if he is going to make any sort of a difference this week, but against anybody, could be as good as Christian Ellis, who was let go from the Philadelphia Eagles today, because that linebacking core is a straight-up mess at this point here. But there is some money to be made tonight. The NBA is playing. So, JP, let's take a look here at the NBA tonight. Anything on your card that you would like to give out to the good people? Yeah, I'm actually looking ahead to tomorrow as my favorite pick. I'm going to go to that Pelicans-Lakers game. I love the Pelicans in that spot. They're one of the deepest teams in the NBA, and when LeBron is off that court, the Lakers struggle a lot. I think the Pelicans Mm. not only cover that spread, but they beat them by 10-plus. Whoa! How about that? Pels-Lakers in-season tournament coming up here in Las Vegas, which is LeBron's town. The Pels going ham with Zion Williamson. We'll see if that one actually plays out. And also, I do like the fact, by the way, JP, tomorrow, 5 o'clock, NBA action. It's some stuff here that I do actually like because we, you know, sometimes I don't watch the NBA at night, but maybe at 5 o'clock to watch that. And also, I know the NBA. They're not going to pull any punches. They love the fact that LeBron James won and got into this in-season tournament Final Four. You know what else they would really like? A final with the Los Angeles Lakers taking on the Milwaukee Bucks in Las Vegas. That's what they're absolutely hoping for at this point here. But people, keep your eye on those weather reports in the NFL. Let's hope for less rain, which we're not going to get a lot of. And let's hope for less windy conditions so we can take advantage of some of these low totals out here and cash in some tickets. For JP Behind the Wheels of Steel, I'm Donnie Wrightside. Tomorrow is Thursday. You know it. We'll be back. Stay tuned for Couch to Couch. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.